Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 69, four kids and two jolly businesses, how she makes the dream work featuring Emily Jolly. So Emily is someone who's in our mastermind this year, and we've actually worked together for the last year. And she is someone who has the most amazing positive spirit. She also has four kids and two businesses, and I don't know how she does it. The truth is, is Emily has always wanted to do something special with her life. She's always known that she was meant for something big. And it took kind of accidentally falling into the event planning business for her to start her own event planning business and move forward with that dream. So I want you to dive into this episode right now, get ready to be inspired and to know that you too can do anything that you desire. Welcome, Emily. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you, Emily. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So as I've shared with our listeners, you have an incredible wedding planning company. You also do venue consulting. So I want to dive into a little bit more around how you got started doing this work, as well as the fact that you have four kids and are extremely busy, which is super (laughs) impressive and a reminder for all of our listeners that anything is possible. So let's go ahead and first dive into your story and how you really got started to doing the work that you do now. Yes. Well, again, thank you, Emily, for having me. Um, I'm just absolutely honored. I love sharing my story. I love being um, here today. And again, I just want to say thank you so much. So my story is actually really... I find it fun in the sense of I didn't grow up wanting to be a wedding planner. I really didn't have that thought process when I was younger of, gosh, when I grow up, I'm going to be blank, blank, blank. And so really, my story kind of happened organically in the sense of I've always been in a service-based industry. And I loved it. I loved creating experiences for everyone, whether I was being a busser at a, as, a, as a restaurant or I was uh, being a server or whether I worked at a bank, which I did all of those. And um, really, it just happened where I, I thought I really love to give myself to providing individuals a place where they can celebrate, but also feel very taken care of. And so how the wedding and event planning business came was in the same realm of a professional life of giving to others, I did that personally. So anytime one of my family members or friends wanted to host something, I was the first one to raise my hand. So whether it was a birthday party, I raised my hand and said, I want to host it because I don't want anyone else to worry about the details. I simply want you to come. I want you to enjoy yourself. And I want to take care of all the other logistical things. And um, that just kept happening and happening. And it brought me endless amounts of joy. And um, so again, that kind of allowed me to build relationships as well, which again is really at the heart and soul of who I am as a person, but also really what we take pride in in our business as well as our relationships are extremely valuable to us. And so from that, um, we built relationships when I was having these social gatherings for my family members and friends. And so you get to know each other. And um, one day, I was again at the bank, loved the bank. I kept moving up. I really love promotion because I really love working hard. And someone came to me and said, I know you from uh, a gathering we had together. And I think you would be amazing to come work at our cor- our corporate hotel and do the social events over there, which means weddings, nonprofits, dabbling a little bit into 
corporate, but really anything social was under my umbrella. And um, without hesitation, I was like, okay, sure. I'm going to give them, give them kind of a pricing where they, you know, again, if they say yes, it's just part of my journey. And if it's not, I'm really content where I am. And um, they said yes. And I immediately thought I needed, I should have asked for more. (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of where that journey started. So in the corporate hotel, again, loved what I was doing because again, I was creating experiences, which goes beyond linens and centerpieces. Um, It really was, how can I make this event be something that my clients would like to relive over and over and over again? Because nothing hurts my heart more than when I see a couple or a client that comes to me when they haven't had a planner and says, I just could not wait for that to be over. <laughs> and I, cause there's so many, like, it's such an emotional investment. There's such a financial investment. And so at the end of the day, I really just want everyone to be like, this was the best planning journey of my entire life. But also I want to do it again and again and again. And that again, just fills my heart endlessly. So. I worked at the corporate hotel for a couple of years and realized that the more you grow, the more events you have, the more work you're doing. And I knew that I loved growing, but I knew that I couldn't do that with the capacity at the corporate level with um, having a family as well. Because at that time, I only had one one little nugget. Um, I knew that I was going to have more. And so then with the support of my husband, he said, why don't you open your own business. And I thought, that's fantastic. Like, why not make money for myself, be able to provide myself with, um, again, the freedom and the growth opportunities that really, really surround me. And so that's really where um, we, we launched Jolly Events. And um, Jolly is actually my maiden name. And so it's a very happy name. It brings people think of like really, you know, jolly things, to be honest. And so it seemed like it made a good fit and it does make a good fit. And um, even though I really uh, wanted something very different in the beginning, because again, when you're given the opportunity to create your own business, you're like, okay, my business name is really, really important. And so I thought and thought and thought, and everyone was like, I don't know why you just don't use your last name. There's name recognition, but also it really does um, symbolize who you are. And so... Legally, I'm not Emily Jolly. Legally, I'm Emily Birdsall. And so it is kind of cool to almost feel like I do have a celebrity name out there. (laughs) So uh, yes, every day I'm either Emily Jolly or I'm Emily Birdsall. And so that's kind of where our journey began um, six years ago. Yeah, I want to break down a few of of the pieces here. And first of all, I love the name of your company. And I'm just sitting here smiling to myself because it does elicit such a beautiful feeling. And it's the perfect name. So I'm a little bit curious, what were the other names that you were considering? Oh, goodness. Okay, I'm going to try and think. I, I mean, I don't know if I had anything definitely pinned down. But I was thinking, of course, I want something authentic. Because yeah. I want to be someone who you know, starts a trend or is like, you know, building an empire that's different than others. But also again, um, and you use this word a lot too, and I love it is the word lovely. And Mm -hmm. so I like love it. It provides like me with like, like a warm cup of tea does where you just like hear that word and all is okay. So 
I knew that I wanted it to be authentic to me, wanted it to be warm and charming, but also kind of very like edgy and chic, which is probably why I don't know if all those two go together. And it was probably like too <laughs> overwhelming at some point. And I just said, okay, I'm just going to do Jolly because again, it's, it just seemed like the right fit. And I'm um, looking back. I don't know why I didn't j- just jump on that in the beginning, but. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I think so many entrepreneurs and business owners have that same question mark. They're like, what do I call the company? Should it be my name? Do I want it to be its own brand? And it can create a lot of stress and pressure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the answer is literally right under our noses. And I always tell people, unless a brand name comes to mind, just use your name, especially if you're in a service-based industry, because like that's let's just get the ball rolling. We don't need to worry about everything being perfect this second. And so anyway, I'm so glad that that you made that decision. My second question for you is just around the the piece with all of these opportunities coming your way. And mm-hmm. I really just want to illustrate this for all the listeners. Again, so often we have these clues in front of us where opportunities are presented to us. We build connections. People see something in us that we might not see for ourselves. And I really want to champion you, Emily, because you had the courage to follow all those breadcrumbs, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. that led you to where you are today. So I'm curious to know, and I think I already know the answer because we have a relationship. Did you grow up with people in your life who gave you the permission to do something different, to get into entrepreneurship, to have that courage and to step outside the box? Yes and no. Um, So my family is amazing and I have to always emphasize that. Um, However, I definitely fell from I fell down a different tree. And my mom will say that all the time in the sense of I'm very, very hardworking. I like to work. I enjoy working, uh, probably almost sometimes too much. But so that's always been installed in me. Like, let's work hard. My family's from the Midwest. And um, so it was always like um, safety and security was always at the first, like the forefront of their mind. And so when I hit 25, maybe 26. I'm not exactly sure. It was like health insurance was really, really important. So I had to like become a grown up like instantly when that happened. And my parents kept telling me like, make sure that you're stable and you have these things, which I will forever, ever be grateful for. But no, my parents were very much like we, we never had to worry about anything because they were very, very stable and life was beautiful, but there was not a lot of risk. So I came... I almost blossomed and I look back on this to say like, how did I become so different? Because I come from a huge family, again, all Midwestern people, super good people, but I really am one of the only ones that decided to take on this um, this journey of being an entrepreneur. And I look at it and I say, okay, well, I was the oldest. So maybe that's why I was looked up to as being a really good role model. And um, my sister was kind of ornery. And so I always had to maybe take care of her in a sense of, okay, what does my sister need to make her happy? So I was always kind of a giver. And so I feel like that's kind of where I blossomed into. How did I become this entrepreneur? But I was always constantly praised for doing good, being good. And also being true to who I was. And I think that is where I am really proud of myself. Um, and again, and we can go on to a different topic of how I really kind of wanted to follow other people almost in the beginning to a detriment because I thought, well, I'm going to follow, 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 even though I've always been someone who's been very good at just 
creating my own path and just being really happy with who I am and, and all my quirkisms and all my like silly, my silliness. Like I've really been true to that. And so I think that's where people were just like, you're going to, you're going to do great things, Emily. And so I was constantly getting that reassurance from a very, very um, stable environment. And so um, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. And so you just mentioned that there was the kind of the pool to follow people. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens for entrepreneurs. And actually, I think it's a good thing that we all have so many examples out there that we can follow and emulate. But there does come a time where you have to put your own spin on it and you have to really start to take a look at what feels aligned for you. So can you talk to us a little bit about whether there was a pivot there or how you kind of gave yourself permission to carve out your own path? Yeah. So when, I mean, again, when you, when you start your business, I mean, I um, endlessly like to talk to people and I like to hear everyone's story. I love that. I love that even with my clients. And so when I first started my business, I said, I'm not going to really read any books, which I probably should have. Um, Instead, I'm just going to talk to people that I know. And that was really where I thought, okay. And everyone's journey is different. And everyone has a different personality and a different way of bringing complete happiness to themselves. And every person is different. And I think that if you can find out really what that is... And um, to give you an example, like some individuals love... Um, say for instance, emailing, or they love texting, or they love social media, or they love face to face, or they love connection in a different way. Or and so in the beginning, I really was trying to find. I wasn't. I, I just was following everyone else's path. And when I say that, it's like, okay, spend spend money on SEO, spend money on this, spend money on this. And even though Emily, you know me, I'm like, I don't know if I even know what SEO means. Like, but okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do it because everyone else is doing it. And um, so I did these things and really exhausted a lot of my marketing budget in that sense versus me. I really love, again, having a cup of coffee with someone and treating them. And face-to-face is wholeheartedly where my jam is. And so I think when I look back on it, I'm like, I invested a lot of money in places that I was giving guidance And I by no means will say that my journey wasn't amazing. I think we learn a lot from our journeys. And I learned a lot in those first couple of years of, if I'm going to be doing this, I want to really make sure that I'm doing exactly what I love. And I'm doing exactly what makes my day just makes me jump for joy versus like, I started like, for instance, blogging. Those who blog, I love you. I bless your hearts. Like you are amazing because I tried to do that in the beginning and it was so hard and like trying to find pictures. My husband and I, I remember my first, one of my first blogs, we were sitting in the kitchen and I'm like, I have to get the perfect picture. And so he had this amazing camera and we endlessly were just moving things around and around and around. And I kept being like, I don't like that. I don't like that. And he's like, Emily, how many photos are we going to take? I'm like, I don't know, but this is just not working. And at that time we had two kids. And so our kids are running around. And so, and so really when I look back on it, those are things that we laugh at now. Were we laughing at that moment? Oh no, no, we were not. But, and I think that's what's so fun about building a business is that there's going to be moments that right now are going to be hard and difficult, but you're going to look back on it in a couple of years and be like, that was so funny. I can totally relate to that. There's, 
I, I agree. Like we spend so much time trying to find that perfect picture. And I think, you know, what you're saying is you had to start to play to your strengths and yeah. figure out the things that worked for you, which I imagine based on what I know about you, that it's those connections mm-hmm. using those personal relationships to grow the business. Is that correct? 100%. Yes. Yeah, because you are such a, a warm person. You are someone who immediately feels connected to, or people feel connected to you immediately. And so that strength is so, so powerful. I love it. And such a great reminder for all of us. Thank you. So, can you take me back a little bit later on? So, you started the business. And by the way, I love your husband, how he came up with the idea and, and like invited you to do this. How did mm-hmm. that feel for you? Great. I mean, it is funny because we always, so again, Midwestern love him to death, but he's a very stable, no risk taker kind of guy. So um, I don't really know if he actually thought about it. I think he just really (laughs) wanted to make his wife happy. And so I think he was just like, let's start your own business. And let's just like, you know, like get your creative vibes out there. And I think if we talk to him now, he'd be like, what kind of train did I just jump on? Is this like, um, cause this train is going fast and there's endless amounts of ideas. And to him, I almost like, he's like a computer and sometimes I overload him. And, and so yes, it was really, really fun, but I don't think he really knew what, um, kind of person he was unleashing to be honest. Right. Yeah. So how many years ago was it that you started the company? Uh, we just had our sixth year anniversary. So, um, which we're really excited on. So six years ago. Yeah. So take us back to that first year. So I know that you kind of already had clientele because of the work that you were doing previously, the relationships that you'd made, but where would you say most of your clients came from in that first year or two? Referral or connection within, um, by meeting with other people within the industry. So I got, I will, I love our little community. I love community in general. I love connection as you all know this, but, um, so really when I said, okay, when I'm going to start this, my first thing is of course the website into the website of course then I thought social media and then spending money on blogging and all that stuff. And so that was kind of like the foundation. But um, I was also making lots of connections within my community within the industry to say, hey, I'm here. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm not new to the industry, but I'm but I'm definitely new to starting my own business. Just want everyone to know where I'm at. And I really thought that it would take a little bit longer than it did to start to grow, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I am very, very blessed that it started growing so quickly, but I also really wasn't prepared on the back end for that. And so again, I I definitely wouldn't change my journey. I mean, you don't know until you go through things. And so that's really the guidance that I always try and give. And anyone within our community who sits down with me and says, how does this start? And I just said, well, I, I'm still learning every day. And what I do is like, go, just jump. You know, I'm like more of a jumper and then we'll figure it out. And so I really talk um, here about what I've experienced. And so there was that growth because I was in the industry, because I wanted to make connections. And I really wanted to get out and face, not be behind my laptop very much. Because again, that wasn't true to who I was. Like I really wanted to be out and see people. And that allowed us to grow quickly in the, in the beginning years. And what do you wish, looking back, that you would have had in place to really support that rapid growth? boundaries. Goodness gracious. Yes. And when I say boundaries, I mean, 
it's a, it's a hard place to be in from my perspective. Again, um, I'm very humbled by the growth. I'm very uh, grateful for my work ethic. However, sometimes that means I give beyond what I probably should be within a day capacity, especially with a family. So turning it off was something that I didn't do in the beginning, meaning like, okay, so I had emails that would be coming in at 7 p.m. and I would respond to them, which again gave great satisfaction to my clients. But then also I started to train them that they could email me at seven o'clock at night and I would respond. And so if I could look back, I would say clear boundaries of really what do you want to do? And what that means is like, this is your opportunity to grow whatever you want. So if you don't want to start your day till 10 a.m., don't start your day till 10 a.m. And if you're like, I only want to work three days a week, then do that. Because in the beginning, I felt I'm giving my all. I'm giving everything. And um, I probably missed out on some precious moments with my family by being so focused on growing my business, which again, grew fast. And I'm blessed with that. But I also look back on it and say, if I would have just set some boundaries from the beginning, I know my clients would have been okay with it. I just need to do that. So setting boundaries would be something that I would say it would be my first thing that I would have done over. Yeah, that's an incredible reminder. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you've had the company for about six years now. And I know that recently, well, about a year ago, you came to us at I Heart My Life and you wanted some additional support. So can you talk a little bit about what your reasons were for coming to into our world and what you wanted support with? Yes. So... I have been following you, Emily, for a while. And I just got great energy from anytime I received an email from you. And the email felt like it was coming just to me. Like I was like, even though I know this is not coming 100% from you, it is coming from you, but others are too receiving the same message. It felt like you were directly speaking to me. And I just want to say... Thank you for that because I know that writing is something that you are super gifted with. And I'm just so thankful that you continue to do that. And and to this day, I still receive emails and I'm like, thank you, Emily, for writing this specifically to me. And (laughs) so I, you know, there was just a point of me getting to the growth capacity that I was within my business about a year ago and finding that I was... I was, I was lonely. You know, I really was like, I need someone to be my cheerleader, my support group and, and receive more emails like that often. Um, because it really just made the day so much better. Um, my support system here within my community on a daily basis is fantastic. But when you're not surrounded by like-minded individuals, it can feel like you're the odd duck, which Again, I've always loved being kind of that person that's different. But after a while, it kind of starts to bring you to a point where I'm like, I need more. And so my first call with you, Emily, again, it was like you knew me so well without me having to say it. And I felt like with having that level of connection without me really saying, I want to be on stage someday. I want to have more. I want to be a big dreamer. I have really big goals. And for you to say, I see you there. I see you even doing more than that. I see your journey before you do. I mean, really, I just was like, this is amazing. And from that conversation, I was like, I'm making this happen. And um, so we we moved forward with you being by our side. And I am so grateful for that. I'm so excited for 2020. And um, like I told you and James at the live event, I don't see you not being in my life. 
because it's been so rewarding. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I love what you just pointed out that oftentimes other people can see the big vision and they, you know, maybe you saw that for yourself. You do see it, of course, but we can see it in a different way and maybe an even bigger way than you can see for yourself. And I know that that's made a huge difference for me when I've had coaches who really believed in me and championed me and saw that what I wanted to create was possible and just had that faith. And of course, we can have faith in ourselves and know that we're capable of doing big things, but it's so powerful when someone else validates that and then obviously supports us in getting there. And then the other piece that you pointed out was this piece around being lonely. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs feel this way, especially in the online space where so much of our work is from behind the computer. And I know that one of your big missions is to continue to be in collaboration and meet people in person and potentially even start to do some personal development events. So can you talk a little bit about what is in store for your company? Oh my goodness. How much time do we have? (laughs) I say that because I feel like I come up with a new dream every day, which is very exciting. I don't ever want to lose that. But um, really where I, again, my excitement and like purpose is really to create experiences and to also build a community where people can really feel like they're very, they can be vulnerable and raw. And I say that um, because in the wedding and event industry, there is so much that goes on involved. It's so much involved. I mean, you know, you just did a live event. There's so many components. And really what I want everyone to do is not to be focused on all those little logistical pieces. And so really where I see our growth, our growth happening within the next year, if not more is for me to not only take care of my beautiful clients that I already have, but expand upon that. So not only in the social realm, but in the influencer events as well, this was like a brand new, because when I, again, went to the live event, it just ignited this. I want to be able to take care of individuals as well in helping them create the most amazing live event or most amazing retreats possible so that they can really focus on um, really what they do best and um, whatever their expertise is for them. And so that's a new growth opportunity. And then I really want to be able to help venues as well, whether it's a small private venue or whether it's a big, you know, boutique hotel or bigger bed and breakfast, I really want to offer venue consulting in the sense of what are clients looking for? What, what, where are we at in the market? How can we provide an experience from the very, very beginning, that first inquiry that we receive or that first email, that first touch point? How can we ignite that, that feeling of you're going to be taken care of? And I really want to help them with that sort of process and, and operational organization. So those are the things that are coming. And then of course, I want to be on stage. I would love to be able to share my story more or be able to answer more questions on how to start your own business, um, whether it's in the wedding industry or in the event industry. And, and so, and then in addition to that, again, we have a wedding chapter, which is my first online course. It's a signature course of mine. And as Emily knows, I have put so much love into this. Um, and it's been a very nurturing process. It's I've been taking my time and I'm doing that strategically because it's so outside my realm of what I'm used to connecting with people in a very different method than I'm used to. So 
there's a lot going on, Emily. (laughs) I know. And so what would you say in terms of our work together, what have been some of the results or the things that have been the difference makers to someone like you who already had a business, but you were looking to add in an additional income stream with the course, get um, that community under your belt and and really create some, some more revenue and grow? What have been the biggest difference makers for you? Well, obviously the support. I mean, that is amazing. The mentors that you have are just absolutely incredible. I I adore them. I want to be their best friends. <laughs> They're amazing. And the guidance they give is really tailored towards each person. So they know your story, but they also know you as an individual. And, um, and the guidance they give you is, again, incredible. And I've been really good at following that, even though there are days where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, how am I going to do all that? But it's in such a positive way that you, that I'm like, I'm going to do this and it works out really well. So I've decided to stop saying, okay, I'm overwhelmed because there's, I'm really not overwhelmed. I just need to plan better. And you and your team has done such a good job at that. But for me, we all trust in ourselves. I think that we all sit down as I do as well. I'm like, I'm, I'm really going to trust in my journey. I'm going to trust that I'm making the right decisions. But sometimes there's that little piece inside of you that says, Hey, you are undervaluing you. And then you're also underliving. And I'm like, okay. And when I feel like I have those moments, that is where you have been my champion. And same with James and same with the other mentors have been like, Emily, Go and do this. You are worth this. And sometimes you just need someone else to tell you that. That's not a peer. That's not a spouse. That's um, someone else. And that is exactly what you've done. And I've taken your guidance and it's worked out almost so easily. It's almost shocking. And then you're like, okay, I should be just doing... I don't know why. I should have a bracelet that says, what would Emily do? Because uh, (laughs) it would just give you... It just launches your confidence. And so that's really what you've done as well. It's like not only been a supporter, but a cheerleader, but also igniting that trust that we all have inside of ourselves. But sometimes you just need someone else to say, just do it. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do it because she's going to ask me. And then I did it. And then it worked out Again, like I said, almost so easily that I'm like, okay, great. Now the next, now the next journey. And so really my, my, my revenue and my happiness has only grown with working next to you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I know that we have one specific example that happened recently where you were uploading your course to Kajabi and there was a lot of tech stuff happening. And I was like, Emily, what are you doing? Just hire someone to do this. They can do it in like two seconds. No. And she's been so amazing. And well, because you, you know, I feel like I need to learn things. And then I realize, Emily, this is not your zone. Like, don't fight it. It's just not. It's like, I'm never going to learn how to do a cartwheel at 38. Like, just get it over it and just be happy that I can do a somersault. You know, like, there's things where I'm like, okay, just stop doing these things that are not your, it's just not my thing. Well, I think so often at the beginning of businesses, we like we bootstrap it and we do do everything. But then there comes a point where we realize in order for this to grow, we have to release control. Mm -hmm. Because I like to I like to picture like something being tethered to the ground, like a balloon or something. And it's not able to fly and soar if it's tethered to the ground. And that's essentially what we're doing when we're holding on so tight to our company and we're not releasing that control. And sometimes it's easier to see it from the outside looking in, which is why, you know, I obviously have mentors myself because we can't see our own blind spots and we can't see our own patterns. 
Absolutely. I mean, having um, you by my side, having someone in that capacity that can not only be nurturing you in ways that you need to be nurtured, but also giving you like some hard love is exactly what you need. Because again, in the beginning, especially, and even if you're in the middle or you're just like killing it out there, having someone be able to see your zone of genius is sometimes what you need, even though we should know it. But at the end of the day, like we all know it's easier to tell others their amazing brilliance versus sometimes feeling it. Totally. And so one final question for you. I know we mentioned in the beginning, you have four kids at this point, the time we're recording. Is that, is that it? Are you done? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, yes, I have to be that. I mean, I cannot, um, and I don't have, we have four children, their ages are nine, five, three, and almost four months. And I did not grow up saying, I am going to have the most kids out of all my friends. Like I didn't. Like I definitely was like, I am going to go out there. I'm going to dominate the world. And, um, and then I just didn't really know what that meant. Like dominate the world. And what does that mean? But, um, we, we, I do believe that we're done and, um, we are very blessed. And I always thought that I would have this sense of completion of like, once you have a child, you're like done. And like, there's this completeness feeling and, and I didn't get that, but my husband told me, I don't know if I'll ever get that because my personality is always like more, more, more. And so no, we're, we are done. We are very, very <laughs> blessed. We are very, very busy. And, um, but we wouldn't want it any other way. I actually thrive in, uh, what is it called? Like, like chaos, but it's beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful chaotic event, like life right. we have. <laughs> how would you, for, for all of those women out there, whether they have kids or not, how would you like, give us one tip for having a family, especially a family of your size and running essentially two businesses? What would be one tip? Oh my goodness. Okay. I think for me, which is something that I feel like I've gotten a lot better on is, is just to release the sense of guilt in any sense of the word, whether or not, again, uh, guilt is something that can really drag us down, um, especially when you're having growing a family, because the guilt of maybe I do want to start my own business. Maybe I do need to get daycare. Maybe I do need to get a nanny. Maybe I don't want to stay home. All these things that kind of like compile up can really um, hold us back. And that doesn't need to necessarily be with having kids. It could be something else like the guilt of not having a stable income, um, you know, the guilt that I want to travel more and all these things that kind of like just compile you down. So if I can give you like one word to release would be guilt when you're starting your business, because it's really going to be not something that's positive. And so for me, again, it only continues to creep up. The word guilt is when I have more kids. (laughs) So every two years it pops up because you feel like, gosh, they're so little. I should be enjoying all these moments. And the thing that I have found out is that I enjoy the moments so much more when I'm still taking care of me and making sure that I put my dreams there as well, because my dreams will then domino down into my kids. And then they have not only a great mommy, but they have a great role model. And and also they're going to be enjoying their time outside of being with me as well. And so I would say guilt is the one thing that if I could give everyone is just to release that um, and just find a way to say, how can I really be true to me? And then the truest form of me is going to be the best for those around me. 
I love that. And one of the things that we always ask our guests here is, can you give the audience one tip for creating a life better than their dreams? I am more of a doer than a thinker. So when it comes to like, for me, my biggest guidance is just to dive in. Again, you're, we're, we all are learning and don't feel like you have to have it all figured out. I mean, really, it's going to hold you back and really just dive in. Be true to who you are. Be true to what your um, heart is saying. Be true to what your intuition is telling you and really just say, I'm, go- I'm going to do this. Life needs to be lived and to my fullest and uh, just go out and just do it. That would be my biggest advice. Just go ahead and do it. Because again, we're all still figuring it out. So just go ahead and do it. Love it. And where can all the listeners find you, Emily? ajollyevent.com is my website. And um, I welcome anyone to email me. I love connections. So it's emily at ajollyevent.com. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. I know that your story has supported so many people and understanding what's possible for them. And like you said, we need to get out of our own way and just do it, make it happen. We are all capable of really big things. So thank you so much for your time. Again, thank you for having me. And I I look forward to hearing everyone's stories and just going out there and, and loving life. So thank you again, Emily. And thank you for being by my side daily. Oh, it's my pleasure. I hope you loved today's episode and that Emily's spirit really brightened your day and again showed you that anything is possible and that it's all about boundaries, making decisions, getting clear on what you want and putting your passion into it in a way that's unique to you. And if you want to work with us closely like Emily, go ahead and go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com. Book a call with our team of specialists who can support you in understanding whether our mastermind or any of our courses are the right fit for you. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.